0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash smartest for your free audiobook download.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, great proofs.
0: not tell me live, just sit Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? It is the post-Obama re-election proofcast, once again taking to the ether from the salubrious confines of the intense cerise world of the backstage ignominy and seedy sobriety that is the Bar Lubitsch across the street from the pleasure chest here in pulsing, throbbing, spurting West Hollywood, California where it is now no member. I welcome you one and all. Uh, Welcome to the whole new world The world that's the post The last 18 months world Where we were caught In that swirling vortex And miasma Of endless fucking lies Sound bites Bullshit And complete pressure-roo By forces that were Outside our canter comprehension Leaving us Completely indefensible Like a beetle upside down On a soap bubble In a Peter Greenaway movie Sliding down (laughs) While the Michael Nyman soundtrack Beats away ceaselessly In counterpoint To our frustration Uh, Once again we find ourselves Atop the mountain, looking over at the tangerine fucking sunlight as it comes filtering through the dappled leaves of what can only be described as an entirely huge, fucking enormous, indescribable weight lifted off of our shoulders. It's over. It's over. It's so very fucking over. We don't have to be, uh, hear about Herman Cain and Michelle Bachman, or, or or that uh, we're selling GM to China, or that uh, uh, Paul Ryan is a human, or any of that anymore. <laughs> it's so over. No more grimacing from Joe Biden. No more long sleepless nights with Obama on stage. Uh, we uh, we can live once again. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I, I wish all of the Republicans well. And I want to congratulate you on fighting so hard for what you believe in. I think you've come to a few realizations. Perhaps we'll get into them a little later in the show. I have not come to bury Romney, but to praise him. Three times upon the looper cow was not the crown presented to Romney and did not thrice he deny it. And yet... The New York Times says he is not an honorable man. Uh, Thank you. That's bad Shakespeare for anyone counting... Uh, wow! What an—I uh, mean, almost two years of our lives. Basically, they start running the minute they're elected, but now we're in that cruising four-year second-term zone where you can pretty much do exactly. The only thing that derailed Bush, other than his utter venality and giving over to the forces of evil and letting every one of his friends pill for the White House like a bunch of bikers on a weekend in San Jose in the fifties. <laughs> was that Katrina derailed him about a year and a half into it and that was fucking that. If you recall, the last three years went down the hole faster than Reagan's last three years when uh, Iran-Contra sank that fucking burning Potemkin and we watched the baby carriage come bounding down the steps and the baby got out. (laughs) The baby got out smoking a J and went "Mm -hmm, Not so many Uh, So we hope uh, that Obama does better in the second term As you know, I have not been a huge supporter of Obama all the time But by God, I've been whining about not voting on this show I went out and fucking voted like a good American yesterday And you know, voting for Romney just felt so good for me I think it was an accident I must have been high Or something The names almost have The same amount of letters Uh No I walked into the booth And all of a sudden A flaming bowl of vanilla pudding Appeared before me And a bright smile Glistening with (laughs) With tiny gimlets and stars Winked at me And went Hey golly gosh It's good to have you in the booth And all of a sudden A warm feeling came over me Like when you drink a 7-Up Too fast on a summer's day I kind of went uh, and all of a sudden I was giddy And I didn't know What to do anymore But vote for the white guy I'm joking of course um, But please maintain Your respectful silence uh, The meltdowns and panics uh, What a glorious Election night it was I'll never forget uh, 1858 What a year Um Just watching the Douglas Lincoln debates and going to all of them and seeing little uh, Stephen Douglas there pining away while lanky Link spoke in his high-pitched voice. Um, no, I, I can remember so many elections. And uh, honestly, of all the ones I've uh, lived through and remember, and I think the first one I really remember is when Nixon beat Humphrey in 68. Uh, I remember being like eight years old, seven, eight, and, uh, and going in the other room when he lost, Humphrey lost, and, and saying, God, I hope someone shoots Nixon. That was my first thought at eight years old. And, um, <laughs> Uh, that never came true. But uh, then, then uh, I, 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 when Carter won, that was a very exciting election. That seemed like the world was going to change. When Reagan won, that was an amazingly awful moment in, in America's history. Uh, and then when um, uh, uh, Bush, when Herbert Walker won, that was extraordinary. Uh, again, not a great moment for me. '92 was the last time I think I felt this way. Like when uh, when Clinton won the first time, and Fleetwood Mac came on. <laughs> And you saw that Hillary and Bill, for all their unbelievable uh, machinations and peregrinations and intellectual stimulations and being the smartest couple that ever fucking walked into the White House, uh, uh, they can't dance. <laughs> I mean, they can dance, but they dance like your uncle dances. You know what I mean? They don't dance like your cool uncle, the one you went, fuck, I didn't know you could dance like that. And he's like, I was a male hustler when I was young. You know, not not like that. They dance like, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. And it'll soon be here. Uh... Uh, that one was a goodie um, when when Obama won the last time i I voted for him, and i was I was excited i I was excited that we weren't going to have Sarah Palin to kick around too much longer uh, <laughs> but this one really felt groovy to me because uh the lies and the venality the horrible uh duplicity the uh insane uh, uh notions that were put forth that uh, just one that the idea that you could Uh, run a candidate who was never going to disclose anything about themselves personally, financially, professionally other than a bunch of unbelievable well-trodden cliches and then when it came to any answers of any specific uh, uh, plans or or hopes or schemes that he had laid out for America which normally they do uh, he said, don't worry about it everybody okay, hey (laughs) Uh, uh, Uncle Hairdo's got it over here in the corner if you're all no, no we're not buying the white guy mayonnaise fucking paradigm anymore. And then when he picked Ryan, it wasn't as much of a Hail Mary. When McCain picked Palin, everybody knew that that was just fucking, pray for rain, close your eyes, let's hope this doesn't crash, we're gonna make it! You know, you knew what they were doing, right? They were like, there's nobody we can get that'll give us any fucking votes, let's pick a woman and just hope that women are fooled enough for two fucking seconds by her pumps and awesome glasses that, um... (laughs) They'll jump on board Until she doesn't know How to pronounce Armenia Or what You know Like fucking Kazakhstan is Much less where it is In any case This time When he picked Paul Ryan And was like Oh You really went For the fucking ideologue. When someone says Ayn Rand's uh, uh, Their favorite author You've gotta Look at character That's all I have to say (laughs) That's a gut check Moment for me I don't do the gut check with your belief system or Jesus or Catholic or being a Mormon or Jew or whatever the fuck it is. What kind of books do you like? And what kind of books do you read over and over again? You know what I mean? If he said Harry Potter, I'd have believed it. As we recall, Sarah Palin's newspaper reading list was scampy at best, spotty at worst, and unbelievably negligible at at all ends. Uh, When Katie Couric tricked her with that gotcha question... What papers do you read? Which I think is a fair enough question to ask any middle-aged person who's running for national office what news sources they might refer to each day when they fucking start to collate the information before the giant sheet is given to them that they have to peruse and then have their discussion with their uh, aide de camps that anybody would be able to go like, I oh, don't know, USA Today? Sometimes, sometimes I watch Fox and Friends. <laughs> Anybody could have really, a, a 10-year-old could have gone, I, I Google News, you know, or whatever. Or I got an app called, I'm smarter than you, bitch.com. <laughs> she fucking went, what do you mean, what papers do I read? And Katie Kirk was like, it was a pretty plain fucking question. <laughs> Maybe the Wall Street Journal or something like that, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the fucking Cleveland Plain dealer, the San Diego <laughs> Union, the Seattle P.I., the, the Georgia straight independent newspaper <laughs> you know the fucking penny saver something help me <laughs> work with me you're running you're one chicken bone away from the presidency please tell me that you absorb information on a regular basis and that you know from whence the information you in. Well, Paul Ryan answered it Anne Rand's my favorite author then he hedged on not my favorite author just my favorite author when I can't get it up <laughs> because an erection is an individual act that the group cannot deny there is nothing less socialistic than an erection am I right making a group of people wet that's a fucking act of collectivism a plutocracy is run by erections that's right a collective is run by the moistening of the many it wasn't me who said that it was Bokunin when he manned the barricades you can fucking look it up on (laughs) shitimadeup.com So we knew where he was coming from Can we see your tax return? No Are you rich? Kind of But my wife and I used to have to eat macaroni and cheese off of a negro's back when I was in college (laughs) Our servants were so uppity that we had to beat them almost ceaselessly from the time I was 16 till the time I was 35 then I received a swagger stick that I would have my uh, adjutant beat them with I'm not all bad, gee willikers Uh, and no there was the lying and the pain then of course the unbelievable overweening bilious uh, uh, and the aftermath of the Citizens United decision by the Supreme Court we had the Koch brothers on our dick we had every manner of billionaire funneling untold billions of money into it apparently all the Republican candidates and people and and, uh, 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 backers owned all the voting machines that we were going to vote on as well we already were prepared for the worst most dismal heinous fucking vote swapping scenario since Noriega won his fucking re-election in Panama I mean this one really looked like the shawl was a shoe-in you know what I mean uh, I think Pol Pot was pretty confident when he stood you know what I mean like I think everybody knows where I'm coming from on this election it really looked freaky and then we had all that keen insight coming at us from Rush Limbaugh and uh, uh, Ted Nugent. The, uh, we had the the, the, the archery-accurate uh, 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 predictions of Ted Nugent as if we were a lumbering bear going across his sightline while he was hiding in a, in, a, in a grove somewhere with netting about him. Uh, and then uh, uh, the, 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 the painful accuracy of Victoria Jackson, knowing... <laughs> Knowing that Victoria Jackson and I actually share a profession, by the way, she has the same job as I do. She is supposed to be a comedian who uh, uses humor to enhance life in closed situations like clubs. And uh, she uh, she cried, was it? And then she hated America. Uh, it was pretty weird. Karl Rove uh, who manufactured the 2000 and 2004 election And yes, I'd like to repeat a joke that I wrote That I think I can pretty much retire after this one uh, After 2000 and 2004 I was surprised Haiti didn't invade us To install a democracy We turned into Italy for a while there Who won the election? Is hey, somebody wins, somebody lose It's crazy time It's crazy time Uh... Carl Rove engineered both those elections, and as you know, in 2000, Florida got thrown to the wolves. All those gross, ugly guys that broke into the room to stop the vote counting, each of whom was a paid operative sent down by different Republican things. In other words, where did they get the money? How did they pay their way down there? Why did they know which room to go to and all that nonsense? Uh, The fact that Bush won by, what was it, 537 votes or some nonsensical fucking figure you could have pulled out of Harry Potter's unicorn's ass (laughs) while it was flying over a fucking rainbow. 537, 453, whatever. They lost. Uh, That you were supposed to believe that an election where fucking 100 million people voted that was decided by 400 votes in one shitty county because people couldn't count uh, pieces of paper that hung off other pieces of paper. Um, uh, The fact that New Mexico and uh, and Ohio in 2004, if you recall, now this is where I was getting at. In 2004, when Kerry ran and uh, and John Edwards, who awesomely The Onion endorsed the week before the election as their candidate... (laughs) I was in Denver, Colorado and the onion's still on paper there in a newspaper stand and I picked it up and it went the onion endorses John Edwards and I was just like that was fucking funny man I laughed all the way through my chili burger until I got this weird thing in my chili burger that was like a piece of plastic or something and then the waiter came over and he's like what the matter is that okay and I was like there was something inedible in the middle of it and he went well you want some ice cream and I was like (laughs) so I said yes I do that was, was pie a la with ice creams. Uh, and I was so grossed out. You know when you get something indescribable indefens- uh, that's not food and it's in the- and you want to believe that it didn't come off of another person? And then you also want to believe that another person wasn't wearing it that worked in the kitchen or whatever? Like, a thousand thoughts went through my mind, I can tell you. I was whirling around like a roller coaster, And, um, of love. <laughs> Say what? And, uh... <laughs> uh... uh, 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 uh I, uh, I, back to the story. i in 2004, we went over to our friend's house and we, we were pretty sure, uh, that, um, uh, uh, you know, Kerry was gonna win. If you recall, he'd scared Bush senseless during the fucking primaries because he got a zillion votes. He wasn't the most exciting candidate that ever walked around. Kind of scary, ugly. What's that French word? Jennifer, what's that French word? What is it? Jolie? Jolie led, right? Ugly, pretty, right? Like, you're so ugly, you're, I kind of wanna fuck you. And, uh,. <laughs> John Kerry had that Abraham Lincoln thing going on, right? My head's hockey and huge. You know, like. And he'd been a decorated officer. There was a lot to consider with John Kerry. The point was uh, he picked John Edwards, who has come out to be almost Al Gorean in his fidelity. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, in any case uh, We went to the party We had a bottle of pink champagne That I'll remember We walked up the drive. They lived in the valley We walked up the driveway With our pink champagne And walked into the room They had Fox News on And it was 6.48 And they're like Ohio went bush And that was the end Of the fucking night The rest of the night Everyone sat like this In the corner Like we were a 7th grader Who hadn't been invited To dance and shit You're in the corner And all you can hear is Never wanna give you up Never wanna give you up Never wanna run just horrible right just you're just sitting there and so we invited the same people over last night and we had red wine instead um bottles one through seven and uh yeah yeah. it was it was like proust uh there was so much red wine it came in a box set um so we turn on the thing, and uh, uh, I think they call it a TV now. <laughs> was Diane Sawyer on Meow Meow last night, or was she on K or something? Because I got the feeling she kind of wanted to rub George Stephanopoulos for a while. Because one time she goes, okay, we got, uh, we got uh, Jake Topper. <laughs> Jake Tapper." And you're like, are you okay? Do you want something to color with, Diane? Because everyone on the blogs today was like, she was drunk. And it's like, I'm drunk often. (laughs) Do not bullshit another drunk. What's the old expression? Don't fucking um, kick my, you know, my cock into a bucket when I'm the one who does a lot of the cock kicking. I don't remember it word for word. <laughs> As many awful men have said in many awful bars since the beginning of time, don't shit a shitter. <laughs> I know when people are high on marijuana, and I know when people are high on psychedelics, and I know when people are jinky like a squirrel on an eight day meth binge. If you've ever done any of these things, you recognize them immediately in other people. If someone walks into the room and they're like this and shit, and then they go, hey, how are you going, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Listen, uh, I was just, you know, oh, wait, I think I left my car on. You go, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay, all right. I get it. But Diane Starr wasn't acting that way. She was like, paper's so neat. That map of the country keeps changing color. Sometimes it's rad. R-E-D, R-E-D, R-E-D. Isn't it when words don't seem like they should be spelled that way? <laughs> Diane. Yes. I'm a news person. And a journalist. I said germ. My hair feels so cool. I got a, I got a kind of a, you know... I didn't get booze I've seen you know women drunk and they don't act that way she, she wasn't that loud I think when you get drunk there's the loud thing and also when you get drunk there's the I'm keeping it together thing that you think you're pulling off when you're really drunk it's like no nah, I think it's a good idea I think you should go no I'll drive to the house of pies I'll, no I'll go okay, I'll drive I'll drive I'll, be I'll take the wheel. I can do it. No, you seem kind of drunk. No no, 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 Let me find my key, zoo. Fuck. Ow. Fuck. No, I'll drive. I only had two to... I only had two to... I only had two to... T- I'm good to go. Why don't we go to that fat burger that's in the middle of the parking lot?
1: <laughs>
0: that's not how stone people act. That's, what I, that's my problem with fiction, uh, movies and TV shows, is that the drug acting is usually poor, except in several exceptions, which in Pulp Fiction, obviously, which we've gone over, and I, I think Drugstore Cowboy we've talked about. Uh, when they shoot up in Drugstore Cowboy, they act like fucking junkies. They, they go, hmm. You know, I mean, you used to be able to go to the Formosa over on um, uh, on Formosa, right off Santa Monica, which is maybe the worst Chinese restaurant in the history of mankind. And I'm going back to the Tartar Empire and shit. I'm going back to when Marco Polo went to China in the 1200s, and he stopped along the way, and they gave him horse milk in a bladder. The food at Formosa is worse than that. However, it's an awesome place to drink beyond all measure. And I bu- they built, like, an upstairs patio you can go hang out at. And uh, uh, But there, um, they, and I used to go hang there in the, when my friends lived down the street in the 80s. We'd come down from San Francisco to visit. And in the early 90s. And everyone in there would be nodding. Like, you'd go into a booth in the, in the Formosa, right? When everybody could smoke in the bar, right? And everybody would have a Corona and a cigarette and be going like this. Hey, Julie. And then you'd hear, yeah, I got an audition. Audition, yeah. It was like, is there a bag of heroin in the bathroom here? Did I not see it on my way in? Was I supposed to walk by and like, oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. You guys want anything? No, we're not hungry. Unless you have a bag of Hershey's Kisses. Hersh's
1: kisses.
0: <laughs> Her, <she's> kisses.
1: <laughs>
0: and then Carl Rove, uh, last night... First, oh, Let me I just stop briefly on CNN. We watch CNN because our friends like it. Um, when... I mean, it's been, what, 15, 20 years? It's been a while, right, since CNN was, like, a, a network. <laughs> Instead of, like, a bunch of fucking assholes on one after the next. And I'm a screaming fucking lefty, faggot-loving, fucking lesbian-empowering, clit-ring-licking liberal. I mean, I, you can't go left enough for me. I mean, I got, a, I got a Trotsky, like, fucking toilet seat cover that I have at home. I mean, I'm, I don't want to be a commie, but I don't want to be in any way. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, honestly, McTavish, what was I talking about? Uh, CNN once upon a time I used to watch CNN like they were the only game in town remember when they were the only show that was on 24 hours a day and like you'd put it on they'd show the same fucking news every 8 minutes or whatever but you go like isn't this weird that they can be on all day Um, This happened to us, by the way, in the late 80s and early 90s. It was amazing that one station would show news over and over again all day. Then there was headline news, which was even weaker. Uh, It was like, water's been found in Utah. you know. And then (laughs) 10 minutes later, water's been found in Utah. Really? The same fucking story? Um, I have some short-term memory left. In any case, uh, uh, CNN has Piers Morgan on it, for which I cannot forgive them.
1: Yeah. there I
0: fucking said it we've talked about Piers Morgan I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him I didn't watch him tonight or anything I try not to watch him at all if I can other than Simon Cowell and syphilis I think they're the, the worst three things that England ever brought over <laughs> like tits on a sow that Piers Morgan not much yeast for him uh, why, Greg? Why? He seems rather intelligent and well-spoken. He's English, and gosh, sometimes he's witty and stuff. Because the thing, my line of delineation is, how much corporate ass will you chew on the air? Some people will chew some. Some people will chew an infinite amount. And CNN, to me, with Wolf Blitzer and him, seems like anything the corporation tells them to say, they will say. And that's not journalism in any way. Andy Cooper last night... Uh, was wearing his fucking uh, grumpy bear underoos. (laughs) Um, You're hosting an election thing. There's a thing on the floor. John King's got his fucking map. He's he's digitally manipulating America. We're all being... If you'll pardon the expression, finger bang by John King through the whole night because <laughs> he's like sticking his finger in your county and shit, and then in your precinct, and then in your voting booth, and then in the hole where you had to stick your little thing, and then in your mind where you were thinking about where you're gonna vote and shit like that. Like John King breaks it down and shit, like neighborhood by street by. There's you, there's you, Greg. Ah! I've got my finger up your culo, Greg. I know how you voted. I've got a spinning map that imagines every human possibility. (laughs) Know how you voted, Greg. You weren't going to vote. And then you did. (laughs) Then you did. Now you're just a puppet on my finger, Greg. (laughs) Leave me alone, John King. (laughs) I didn't listen to Piers Morgan, so this is complete conjecture. But I'm guessing in the run-up to the election, he would go, it's too close to cold This one's really going to be a tight one. I don't think there's been a tighter race. And that, you know what I mean? That fucking narrative, they ran on us and 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 ran on us. Ran on us that there was going to be no way to decide on the night. This might get thrown till December. Be ready for that. Be ready for when Romney wins Ohio through some bizarre gyration and every butterfly and bug that ever lived in Ohio votes or whatever. <laughs> fucking nonsense they were gonna come up with when everyone that has an ex-president's name as their last name because of their incipient negritude has been struck from the rolls or whatever bloody gambit they were gonna pull 55-6 Death Star Rovian on three break you know whatever fucking play they were calling on the night didn't fucking work but everybody kept saying it was too close to call my wife and I got up yesterday the first fucking headline was uh too, too close to call and then what was it cliffhanger <laughs> uh Okay. So, uh, then there was Rove when when Ohio got called. In 2004, the bummiest night of my life. Last night, 8:18 as the, as the time that I noted on my telephone. They called California and that was the fucking dance, right? The, California got called at 8:18. The polls closed at 8. And they first of all, I love that prognostication with over no percent of the precincts counted. <laughs> We know something you don't know at home. Like, if you knew 100 people and you only talked to three of them, would you be able to project what the other 97 were going to say on any given topic with any certainty at any point in your life? And yet they do this to us every fucking four years. So they, they call Kelly and that was it. And I started dancing and I said to everybody, we fucking won. We won. And they're like, but what about Ohio? I go, uh-uh, it's over. Nate Silver was fucking right from the 538 yeah. column. To the fucking letter was he right. And uh, then, of course, I read in one of the papers, oh, the Daily Beast, love him or loathe him. Nate Silver, blah, blah, blah. Like, who loathes him? (laughs) Who goes, Nate Silver? (sighs) That number-crunching Hebrew. He should be thrown into the lion's den as in ancient Babylon. Is it hard to really, like, not, I mean, lo- who loathes a number cruncher? In any case, uh, Rove wouldn't accept that Ohio flipped, right? And I don't know if you watch Fox News or watch any of the eclipse today. Rove, who engineered uh, 2000 and 2004 elections. Rove, who engineered the invasion of Iraq. Rove, who had his hand in Afghanistan. Rove, who had his hand in the funneling of all corporate money and the lowering of taxation on the rich uh, in this country. Rove, whose strategy was to demonize gay people in 2004. Remember that one, the sanctity of marriage and all that? that. Rove, who came up with all these genius ideas that worked for so long, could not accept that fucking Cuyahoga County, which he mispronounces woefully every time he fucking says it, (laughs) where all the black people live, Dennis Kucinich Old Bailey, at Cleveland, Ohio, uh, went the other fucking way, and he argued it down until the hosts on Fox News, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch, and understand that Rupert Murdoch's the one who's embroiled in what can only be described as an ongoing scandal of journalistic practices in another country... Yet we let him own Fox News, the number one news program in the country, and the Wall Street Journal, the number one newspaper. Don't worry. Look the other way. Go back to sleep. Everything's okay. Does anyone want a waffle? Um, in any case, he flipped the fuck out until the Fox News people were like, Carl, it's okay. I think we're going to lose this one. He was like, I don't know why. I don't... Like I said, I didn't come here to lord over everyone and I didn't come here to shit on everyone and I didn't come here to, to do the happy dance on people's cadavers. But Carl Rove, let me extend an invitation to you to visit a chamber of my body where my Isle of Hands are housed. And when you are there, I also further extend this invitation to you that you may extend your tongue and bathe my Isle of Hands in your saliva while considering the fact that an openly lesbian senator was elected last night and that three states approved same-sex marriage and that all of your ratty gambits and all of your machinations and all of your, um, uh, politicking is for naught in the face of what can only be described as a loss, uh, for you and your little fucking buddies. Um, a bunch of people said, um, uh, this was on the interwebs today, and I'm sure a lot of you saw it. Uh, to the Republicans who said, "To all the girls I loved before, to all the girls who shared my life, who now are someone else's wife." To the Republicans who said they will—was any song worse than that? <laughs> I mean, we have—who's uh, that girl from Colombia who abuses other girls, and she's really Shakira. Shakira thank you. <laughs> Beyond, 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 beyond. Like, I could, I could take you to South America to any corner and find a girl more talented than her. Uh, seriously. I mean, at singing. Uh, Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson singing about all the chicks they nailed and how sentimental they are. And then there was that awful line that Willie Nelson sang, to all the girls who shared my life who now are someone else's wife. Gross. Gross. Your penises should be tied together in what the Romans called a faggot. Or the British call a faggot. The Romans called it a fascis, right? Where you bundle twigs together and thrown into the deepest well of Chichen Itza so that it can never be retrieved. Never, ever sing about all the girls that you nailed before And act sentimental about it and shit I think Wasp, the group from the 80s Who wore red <laughs> Yes, you heard me, Wasp Not even Motley Crue They weren't as good as Motley Crue Wasp said it best If you're going to sing about girls I fuck like a beast Yeah I fuck like a beast That means there's snozzages everywhere afterward, (laughs) body parts, liquid, red leather trousers, hair, Aquanet cans, (laughs) Kat Von D color black nail polish. It's pre-Kat Von D, but you get the idea. To the Republicans who said this was on the interwebs today, as I stated. An Australian girl wrote it. I don't know. I saw it on some, I saw it on like five different sites, but I thought I'd read it anyway because it made me laugh. Uh, To the Republicans who said they will move to Australia if Obama won, colon, Australia has universal health care, compulsory voting, no guns, no death penalty, pro-choice, openly gay politicians and judges, evolution is taught in all schools, our female prime minister is an unmarried atheist. (laughs) Be sure to declare your pitchforks at Tullamarine, it says. <laughs> now, I've been to Australia, and uh, Paradise, I wouldn't describe it, other than the coffee, which, as I've told you, is scintillating. <laughs> just talking about Australian coffee is enough to make me want to go there again. <laughs> you would travel 16 hours on a plane and experience insane jet lag just to have their coffee? I would.
1: <laughs>
0: as Prince Hal said, when Shakespeare Falstaff said, do you forswear me? And he said, I do, I will. I fucking forswear you and I'm going to Australia every cup of coffee there has that perfect fern leaf on the top of it and every joint there is exquisitely rolled (laughs) to all the joints I've huffed before (laughs) to all the doobs I've taken a puff (laughs) almost like an Ariana Huff Andy Cooper bummed me out. Wolf Blitzer, at one point, we're watching CNN in between John King digitally manipulating my world. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer, there's the numbers right there. And, you know, and it's got Obama, 35,143,655. Romney, 33,245,505. And he went, Romney's leading with a thing and he's got a oh, weight. Like, he was standing like this. mommy's <laughs> uh, well, leading, and he's got 20. And then when he saw the numbers, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome having Jerry Lewis from, from the movie Hardly Working as our vote counter tonight. Wolf you have one job To fuck up the news Could you do that job Jesus H Fucking McGillicuddy Before we get into it Before we start the show uh, Here we have an ad to do Then we're going to jump into the body of this shit Tito's Vodka uh, is not a sponsor Of the show per se (laughs) Let's just call them a special friend. And uh, I wrote Tito's Vodka, and I said, Dear Tito, uh, when you were the dictator of Yugoslavia, I thought you did the best job keeping the Balkans from turning into a genocidal civil war. No one knows who Marshall Tito was. All right, moving on to the next Tito joke. When you were a salsa drummer, I thought you played the congas. A little bit better A little bit better When you played second base for the Giants In the early 70s Mr. Fuentes uh, Tito's Vodka is handmade in Austin And they, uh, they uh, I wrote them and I said I'd like to be a sponsor Let's just say we came to this uh, agreement They go we can't really sponsor your show We don't have the money But we'll give you some vodka And uh, They dropped a case of vodka off at my house today so, you're lucky I am not dinosauring so hard right now. This one's almost empty.
1: I'll
0: give you money. Can I get anyone to go to the other room? All right, alright easy, easy. Over eager beaverous. Thank you. Oh, you've, you've fucked off already, have you? Okay. So, well done, Tito's vodka. Uh, When I did the uh, 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 Out of Bounds Festival in Austin last year, a woman gave me a bottle of Cinco vodka, which is also awesome. But Tito, if you want to be a sponsor, I'm just saying, uh, I loved you in the Jackson Um, 5. You wore a jeans hat with, uh, you know, little uh, bedazzlers on it. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com stroke smartest for your free audiobook download. Audible! When you don't feel like reading. Audible.com has over 40 billion books for your perusal. It's like a universal library. What about this one? This is How to Serve Man. Oh, my God, it's a cookbook! (laughs) And you can download them, and you get one for free if you go to, go to my website, gregproops.com, and uh, click on the Audible uh, banner. Where is it? It's up on the top. It's on the side. It's on the side. The two apps are on the top, by the way. There's an app and an Android thing that people put on their Androids. If you have a sentient robot that works in your home, you may wish to buy the Android. If you have a thing that you carry around and go like this with all the time, then you're going to want to buy an app. <laughs> oh, I have many things to sell. Uh, and we're playing everywhere, uh, all over. And if I can find my uh, schedule, I'll fucking read it to you. Um, it's over here. It's right near my Willie Nelson lyrics that I keep. <laughs> here we go. Oh, I have another Audible ad there. If you want to question us on the show, it's... Um, it's smartest at a special dot com on the electronic mail. If you want to email me directly uh, and I do answer you, I just got to a bunch of people tonight. Thank you for your patience. Uh, fan mail for Greg at Gmail dot com. No, I didn't pick that email. Uh, it was picked for me. Someone else wrote it. Uh, really? Yeah. I wanted people to write me at fan mail for Greg. Actually, I wanted <laughs> dear Greg. What's up? <laughs> Well, why didn't you say so? Uh, uh, We'll be at the Bar uh, Lubitsch. Well, in fact, uh, tomorrow night, we're trying to do a a hat trick here. By the time this show airs, which will be next Monday, and by the way, it may not have escaped your attention, uh, steady listeners of the vodcast uh, who are out there patiently waiting for the jokes. Um that we moved to Mondays. We were on Fridays, but like uh, friends and shit like that, sometimes the schedule changes, right? Uh, you know, first I was watching New Girl, then they moved it to 8.30, and I thought, fuck, how am I going to get my adorkability fix if I fucking keep moving this shit on you, man? Fucking, this is crazy. I was watching Ben and Kate, and then they moved the time and whatnot. So, thank you. Not like that one. Um... Oh, my darling, thank you so much. Where were you before? Were you been, did you come in late? No, I was at the bar. Are you at the bar? Thank you, baby. Well, you don't have to bu- okay. Never, ever take a glass that's not all the way empty. <laughs> go on, go on. Get out of here, you lovable kid. Thank you so much for that, my darling. I appreciate it. Mm. T- take, take a break. <sighs> trick which is tonight we're here and then tomorrow night we're at the Nerd Melt uh, and the Nerd Melt one costs money and someone wrote me and said what's the difference in the quality between the shows this show being free that one costing 10 clams is it or whatever Uh, I think there's more people in t-shirts with logos of comic books at the Nerd Melt show (laughs) here there's more girls in fancy shoes that's my take uh, Those shows will be We're on We're dropping on Monday now We're not dropping on Friday anymore The schedule got Complicated uh, Because I started going on the road And recording shit on the weekend So we used to drop it on Friday But now we're doing it on a Monday So that's why And as uh, Ryan Our other um, uh, You know Co-colonel on this one Said to us uh, People You know Listen to it on the way to work So Monday's the perfect time For them to Download it <laughs> And I thought, Ryan, you've never worked that much. (laughs) But I'm going to go with your theory on this. I know, Monday morning, 7.30, I get up, close the picket fence of my house, kiss my wife goodbye, get in my Chrysler, turn on the radio... And uh, the radio is always playing You're still the one That I love to touch You're still the one And I know You're still having fun Right And I drive to fucking work Or whatever Good morning Mr. Gunderson Hello Greg (laughs) What'd you do on the way to work today? I listened to a subversive faggot Talk smack (laughs) Now I'm ready to lay down And take it from you And your horrible corporation (laughs) I hope to buy recreational drugs during my lunch hour. <laughs> We're still having fun. And you're still the one. Eleven uh, fourteen. Oh, November 14th. I actually got confused by a date I had written. <laughs> Startling, that one. Uh, we'll be back here at the Bar Lubitsch uh, in the red confines of the red planet. And I want you to notice that uh, Eric came in before the show and uh, that, that lamp behind me over there uh, to my right, your left, stage left, is working. He jiggled that one there, but that one hasn't come on yet. <laughs> so for those of you here live, noticed that the lamp to my left, your stage right, is not working. For those of you listening at home, you have no idea what I'm talking about. There's an enormous mirror behind me that shows the back of my head. So it's almost like I'm going down on the audience. <laughs> All they, can, all they can see, they just want to hold my ears.
1: <laughs>
0: the difference is, and what makes me better than almost every other podcaster is, I have no male pattern baldness. It's all there, baby. That's right queen (laughs) you know what I mean Uh, 11 20 November 20th why do I say 11 who says 11 that's giving a date hey when can we meet again 11 20 if only Shakespeare when will we three meet again will it be in 11 or will it be in rain uh, the 20th of uh, this very month, uh, November, we'll be uh, at the Cine family over on Fairfax uh, doing, uh, doing the Greg Proops Film Club, which is also a Proopcast, uh, albeit the vodka's more sparse for you. <laughs> uh, I bring my own and they give me a bottle but you guys will have to bring your own into the it's a great gig to bring a flask to I don't know when the last time you carried a flask was but if you're going to come to the fucking Cine Family on the 20th I would bring a flask and the movie we're going to show uh, so far we've shown uh, uh, um, uh, Buckaroo Banzai uh, Point Break with Neil and I and what else do we show we showed uh, oh uh, Return of the Living Dead the Dan O'Bannon one for Halloween we're showing um, The Big Sleep with Humphrey Bogart and um, oh, yeah. Lauren Bacall, directed by Howard Hawks. uh, Wartime movie. It's it's completely exciting. Um, There's ration stickers in the windows of their giant Studebakers. They have hats. People wear trench coats and hats and smoke in their cars with the windows rolled up. Your your registration for your car is underneath the steering wheel in a shitty plastic thing that they can pull out and look at and go, that's your address. It's awesome! And then... (laughs) in the window of these giant cars ration stickers because it's World War II like A and B what? like ration stickers what's a ration sticker Greg? fucking crack a fucking book <laughs> I don't have time to explain everything to you that movie has some of the best lines Chandler is am completely perplexing I'm not going to blow it all now because I have you know uh, uh, to do it on the night but he's he, uh, he, Chandler's all about phrases and descriptions right if you want a plot I would read Ross McDonald or you know someone who can actually write a plot that goes from the beginning to the end Chandler the plot halfway through you're like what the fuck's happening why is he going to Glendale again In the big sleep uh, What does he say The nymphomaniac daughter Comes up and goes You're a kid And he, uh, he says something to, uh, She's old enough Bogart She's old enough You should have a weaned
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: And Bo- Bacall says to him I don't like your manners Mr. Marlowe I don't like them myself They keep me up at night Or some line like that. It's really got a lot of good ones. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, What does he say? You got a lot of class. Uh, Something about the jockey and the saddle. She says, uh, he says, uh, they're making a horse race analogy about their relationship, right? And uh, she says, that depends on who's in the saddle. And he's like, glurf. There's another thing that makes this movie awesome at no point is anyone named Ryan in it <laughs> and no one whose last name ends with Aniston no one flips their hair it's really good uh, the big sleep uh, 1121 we'll be back here oh my god we're doing a double header that week too I got to be crazy my wife won't let me give the show away <laughs> Uh, next time you see me, I have a Napoleon hat on, and I'm. That <laughs> uh, we'll be back here at the Lube again on the 21st. Then we're going over to Jolly Old, and we'll be at uh, Whelan's in Dublin. Yes, stop writing me, Irish people. I know it's not Whelans, it's Whelan's. We'll be at Whalen's uh, in Dublin uh, on the 29th of November. How come it's not on Whalen's website yet? It's Ireland. You're lucky if it gets on the fucking website. <laughs> You're lucky if they know I'm supposed to be there when I show up on the night having traveled 5,000 miles. It's Ireland, you guys. I've already had someone write me, it's not on their website. How can you keep saying you're going to be there? It's Ireland. (laughs) The show starts at 9. Oh, the pub's open. The show starts whenever. (laughs) Then on the 2nd of December, we'll be at the Soho Theatre in London to visit our London Kitty friends there. Uh, I'm going to London to visit the Queen. I understand that there's a a mouse under her chair that I need to scare away. (laughs) Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? I've been to London to visit the queen. Pussycat, pussycat, you're delicious and if my wishes would all come true... I'll soon be kissing your sweet little pussycat lips Does anyone have more rape in their voice than Tom Jones? (laughs) You're so thrilling and I'm so willing to be with you So go and powder your sweet little pussycat nose (laughs) Oh my god You're all hairy. Get off of me. (laughs) I love you. Yes, I do. Like, oh, my God. You're loving me too hard. And what's that Engelbert Humperdinck one? We'll sing you a song after the loving. Ew. (laughs) Don't call it lovin'. <laughs> what did Loretta Lynn say? Don't come home when you've been a drinking with lovin' on your mind. Fucking a. I'm with Loretta
1: Lynn.
0: On the ninth of December, we'll be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. On the thirtieth of December, at the Punchline in San Francisco, uh, my hometown. We haven't even. We don't even have time. I'm gonna have to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, the World Series, and then uh, on the nineteenth of uh, January, we'll be back at the Bell House in Brooklyn, um, in New York. And uh, I want to talk ever so briefly before we get into the uh, start the show that um, <laughs> about. Uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy uh, I'm sure everybody here had friends on the East Coast Family on the East Coast and whatnot It's been unbelievably excruciating for them uh, The Red Cross it takes money There's a zillion charities you can go on I would suggest uh, helping out in that way Or you could do what Mitt Romney did And buy $5,000 worth of canned goods And then load them <laughs> onto a truck Even knowing that every New York emergency facility Was like, please don't give us canned goods We can't distribute them But it was a fun gesture, wasn't it? It was like they were helping Like everything else about his campaign, it was like it was the truth, kind of. (laughs) We voted down lies yesterday. We voted down homophobia. We voted down weed shaming. We voted down a lot of shit. Um, uh, Michelle Obama said she was never proud of America or whatever that nonsense was until the last election. I was proud of a bunch of places last night. I was proud of Wisconsin. Um, I didn't think Wisconsin was going to do what it did, and it did. Um, It gave me hope to carry on. The country is not... What everybody says it is What I'm always trying to stress on the show There is no blue and red and shit It's all delightfully periwinkle Um we're a light purple as what we are If you saw John King's map And you do And then they, when they break down The maps even more And they don't just show Red and blue when they show counties And precincts You see that all Scattered through If you look at a map Of California You will notice Blue's down here Red's over here Right Every single state Is a mixture of everything And we're all not That different uh, Other than Ted Nugent The point is this <laughs> He's not that different I would, I would hang out With Ted Nugent I would eat fucking Raw meat with Ted Nugent And shit <laughs> I mean, I know he's a sociopath, but you never said this to me. Never before have I turned on you. You look too good to me. <laughs> you be ass will it cut me in two and I just can't let you be. Uh yeah. The stakes are high and uh, so am I. It's in the air tonight. It's a free-for-all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a free-for-all. No 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 no, no, the kid. When a win and 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 a win on you. You didn't do that. (laughs) I believe it was either the Bible or um, the back of this um, Quaker Oats box I was reading. (laughs) Judge not. (laughs) Lest Judge Joe Brown comes to your house. Before we get going, and we're getting going, a couple of quick uh, definitions. We've We've had a plutocracy, you may remember. Uh, I believe we've had oligarchy I, I realize we're in Los Angeles And people read and stuff here But you have to remember uh, This show is um, 101 for a lot of people And I, I, I don't say that with any Disparaging uh, intent I say it with all uh, With with every uh, aspiration in my heart that I am the person who explains certain things to certain people, I realize that the education system in the United States and in a lot of other countries is a little iffy and that sometimes we slip through the net without knowing certain words that keep get banning about the rest of our fucking life. Like I have no idea what points mean in a mortgage. You know what I mean? I have no idea. When they read those disclaimers at the end of car ads and they go, you oh, might have the financial thing in the fucking fucking home. To me is they might as well be going, I'm like, what? I don't know what you're saying. So I understand that about people. Noun feminism. The definition of feminism, one, this is from Webster's Dictionary, the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. Two, the second definition, organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. Feminist, noun or adjective, feministic, which no one's ever used, adjective. Have you ever heard anyone call someone feministic? (laughs) Feministic is a deodorant that got canceled in their... (laughs) I'm Lindsay Wagner. You know, sometimes during a workout, you can get a little, I don't know, you can perspire. That's why I use Feministic. I don't just use it under my arms. I use it everywhere. Feministic. In two flavors, Daisy and Regular. Now back to the FBI in color. <laughs> now back to a very special Starsky and Hutch.
1: <laughs>
0: First known use of feminine, 1895. Hmm. We shall see. Feminism noun. Social movement that seeks equal rights for women Widespread concern for women's rights Dates from the Enlightenment The Enlightenment was the I know, I know Trust me, there's a little kid listening out there Under their covers Little kids write me and say I'm listening under my covers And oh, you should see the letters I write back to them You can call me Uncle Narwhal because my tusk comes from the middle of my head and turns and turns and turns and turns. The Enlightenment was distinguished uh, by white men in wigs wearing rouge... And uh, women as well. And people with buckles on their shoes. We're talking about Voltaire. We're talking about Swift. We're talking about Benjamin Franklin, for goodness sakes. The 18th century is the age of enlightenment. Science moved forward. We moved out of the precepts of the 16th century. When I say we, I don't mean Karl Rove. (laughs) I mean the rest of society. Uh, One of the first important expressions of the movement was Mary Wollstone... Wollstonecroft's uh who of course was married to Shelley and then later wrote Frankenstein in eighteen eighteen. Uh at that point she was Mary Wollstonecroft's A Vindication of the Rights of Women, 1792. in seventeen ninety-two. In eighteen forty eight, the Seneca Falls Convention, uh convened by Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Uh Lucretia Mott and others called for full legal equality with men. That's eighteen forty eight, by the way. Eighteen forty eight, who was president then? Polk was it, or Tyler? Polk in eighteen forty eight? Fuck me if I know. Uh uh, the Mexican-American War was going on Which was our Carthage, right? Our Vietnam, our 19th century Vietnam The major writers from then that you would know Would be um, uh, uh, Walt Whitman And um, uh, Henry David Thoreau um, Melville uh, Poe, right? Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing time in American history um, And not the least of which Is the lady with Elizabeth Cady Stanton And, and uh, Lucretia Mott and others Call for full legal equality with men Mind you, they were 70 years away from voting Uh, including full educational opportunity, equal compensation, equal compensation, equal compensation, equal compensation, equal compensation. compensation. When's that gonna happen? Uh, Let's not get too hasty, ladies. (laughs) Thereafter the women's suffrage movement began to gather momentum, it faced particularly stiff resistance in the United Kingdom and the United States. It faced particularly this is from a dictionary, you guys. It faced particularly stiff resistance in the United Kingdom and the United States. <laughs> Where women gained the right to vote in 1918 and and 1920, respectively. By mid-century, a second wave of feminism emerged to address the limited nature of women's participation in the workplace and prevailing notions that tended to confine women to the home. A third wave of feminism arose in the late 20th century and was notable for challenging middle-class white feminists. And for broadening feminism's goals to encompass equal rights for all people, regardless of race, creed, economic, or educational status, physical appearance, or ability, or sexual preference, see also—I love (laughs) dictionaries— Shall I? All right. Let's see that also. Equal rights amendment, women's liberation movement, democracy, a government by the people, especially ruling of the majority. One definition, a government in which the supreme power is vested in the people and exercised by them directly or indirectly through a system of representation, usually involving periodically held free elections. That's what we theoretically did last night Two: a political unit that has a democratic government. That would be our country. We, Although more accurately, we're a republic, right? Three, capitalized the principles and policies of the government. Number four, I love this one. The common people. That's what democracy means. The fourth definition of democracy, according to Merriam-Webster, is the common, and common is underlined. You know, the dirty-faced kids with the dirt under their nails. Hey, mister, can I have that pop bottle so I can return it? Or is it like pulp? I want to live with the common people. Especially, I want to sleep with common people. Like you. Because they drink and dance and screw. Because there's nothing else to do. When constituting the source of political authority, uh, the fifth definition, the absence of hereditary or arbitrary class distinctions or privileges. The absence of hereditary or arbitrary class distinctions or privileges. George Herbert Walker Bush was vice president for eight years from 1980 to 1988. He was president from 1988 to 1992. George Walker Bush was president from 2000 to 2008. The absence of hereditary or arbitrary wow. class distinctions or privileges. Class distinctions. Hugh Romney, we know him better as Mittens, <laughs> was almost certainly, what would you call, is he a billionaire? Close to. Yeah. Thank you. It's from the middle French, démocratie, from the late Latin, democratia, from the Greek, "demokratia" from demos plus "kratia." minus, that's what it says here. <laughs> Republic. A government having a chief of state who is not a monarch and in modern times is usually a president. Second definition. A political unit as a nation having such a form of government. A government in which supreme power resides in a body of citizens entitled to vote and is exercised by elected officers and representatives responsible to them and governing according to law. Remember law? Remember when you couldn't drone predator people or fucking check every email they wrote and your phone didn't have to cough up the fucking in- c- contents of every call you made and every bill you did to the fucking government? That's what law used to be. Uh, a body of persons freely engaged in specific activity. The Republic of Letters, blah, blah, blah. Uh, moving on. Uh, here we are in California. Prop 34 failed. Um, that was to uh, abolish the death penalty. Bit disappointing, that one. As you know, I'm not for the death penalty. But why, Greg, why? Ever so briefly, in two sentences. One, there's no redress of grievance. What does that mean, Greg? If I kill you, it doesn't make my dead person come back to life. And then, as I've said before on the show, but what if I rape and kill your fucking mom? Why would you do that? That's icky. Stop using that. (laughs) It's a terrible argument. It doesn't work. It's icky. It's gross. Um, The death penalty is observed by Iran, China, Saudi Arabia. That's all you need to know about the death penalty. It's a shitty neighborhood. You don't want to be in that neighborhood. Also, when you give the state – the state has executed 13 people since we reinstated the death penalty here in California, IA. We did not have the death penalty when Jerry Brown's father, Pat Edmund G. Pat Brown, was governor. Um, When you give the state – the ability to execute its citizens, they are going to abuse that via omission or however you want to call it, a a judicial constraint. Whatever happens that lets people be executed, it will not be meted out fairly as a punishment. But it's a deterrent. No, it's fucking not. There, I've said it. But it should be. Yeah, but it fucking isn't. That's just a dream you had. but if you kill someone it's cheaper than keeping him in jail no it's not because the fucking appeals process that you have to go through to get yourself off the death penalty costs a zillion times more than putting someone in jail for life trust me on this well how do you know all this shit because I read a book and shit during the enlightenment Prop 35 passed, which raises the penalty for those convicted of sex trafficking. I wasn't quite sure on this one myself. It sounds like a good idea. Uh, it's a very poorly written and uh, well-intentioned perhaps. I'm not certain about Prop 35. Prop 36 passed. That um, uh, repeals a little bit of the three-strikes law, which as you know from the beginning, when anyone says zero tolerance to me or three strikes and you're out, that smacks of uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this happened, this happened with uh, the Polish and the Jews and the trade, and State 37 failed. That was uh, Monsanto's. um, uh, Monsanto opposed this one hardcore. They were going to label genetically modified food, right? Which, by the way, is everything. In case you thought there wasn't anything that was. There would just be a label on fucking everything you ate. You can't even go into a fucking In-N-Out burger. There'd be a big sign hanging over your head and shit. So uh, that one failed. Uh, Los Angeles County elected the first female and first black district attorney, Jackie Lacey. Hooray for us. The, 13, the 113th Congress will have 19 female senators, the most ever in US history. This is from the Huffington Post. Joining the Senate will be Deb Fischer from Nebraska. She's a Republican. Democrats Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, Maisie Hirano Hawaii and Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts. There are currently 17 female U.S. Senators which had been a record mem- uh, number. Uh, Kaylee Bay Hutchinson and Olympia Snow as you know are bailing. Uh, female candidates who are a key part of the Democratic Party strategy to keep the Senate. Uh, issues that disproportionately affect women. Um, let's just talk about that sentence for a second. Surely if you live in the world there's a woman in your life. Not in my life. I just watch football and crush puss. <laughs> crush puss and drink Zima I wear a fedora and I have a fucked up facial hair and I crush puss and I have a GTO and shit every issue Disproportionately affects women. I mean, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Reproductive rights to Medicare to jobs. How does Medicare and jobs and reproductive rights not affect men? What fucking universe are we still living in? This is after this election last night, and it's praising all the women, and we're still saying, we're still phrasing things this way. Uh, McCaskill in particular was facing a steep uphill climb. We're moving on. With a 107,000 vote lead, uh, Democrat Maisie Hirono defeated Republican Linda Lingle for the U.S. Senate seat in Hawaii. This comes from Hawaii News Now, Dateline Honolulu this morning. (laughs) Lingle conceded the race after the second printout. By the way, you need to know this. 19 polling places in Honolulu ran out of paper ballots yesterday. (laughs) It's like Ireland in the Pacific. (laughs) It's like Ireland out in the sea. Hey, brah, we don't have no more paper ballot. Ain't no tang. I was looking at the pictures on the web this morning. Everyone's wearing flip-flops and shorts. There's a fucking queue that's five miles long to fucking vote in Honolulu. Don't run out of paper ballots. Hawaii, Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're going to a hooky lau. Hooky, 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 hooky lau. Everybody likes a hooky lao, because they're high and there's roast pig, too. <laughs> the Hawaiian Senate race has potential impact on who controls Congress. This is Hawaiian news writing. Democrats tonight retain their hold on the Senate while Republicans manage to hold a majority in the House. True. Uh, the race is one of the most expensive in Hawaii history. Honey, I've been to Hawaii. A fucking hamburger's $87 in Hawaiian shit. Everything's the most expensive thing in Hawaiian history. fucking cup of guava juice is $80. Both candidates raised a combined $10.7 million. Hawaii has how many electoral votes? Two? How many people live in Hawaii? Five? <laughs> Uh, mainland super PACs, uh, such as the US Chamber of Commerce, added another 2 million. This is what I wanted to get at, and this is where I, we buried the lead on this one. Um, Ms. Hirono, Maisie Hirono, who we've talked about before on this show. Born in Japan, the first Asian American woman to sit in the Senate of the United States. Even ancient Rome let the fucking barbarians be senators when the shit hit the fan. It has taken us till 2012 for an Asian woman to sit in our Senate House. CNN writes. And you know how I love CNN. Baldwin outlasts Thompson, wins open Wisconsin Senate seat. After seven terms in the House, Democrat Tammy Baldwin has defeated former Governor Tommy Thompson, blah, blah, blah. The last sentence in a six paragraph article. The election win makes Baldwin the first openly gay member of the Senate. You buried the fucking lead. Fox News Fox News Here's their lead And I printed it out for you In bold type Democrat Tammy Baldwin Wins Senate seat Becoming first Openly gay U.S. Senator The fuck is CNN's problem? Baldwin outlasts Thompson? Outlasts? Like the Energizer Bunny? First openly gay senator. That's where the fucking news is, you fucking idiots. (laughs) Uh, uh, She was the first woman elected to represent Wisconsin in the House, the first gay non-incumbent ever sent to Congress. Uh, On Tuesday, she'll be the first female senator and first openly gay candidate ever elected to the Senate. We've had our first Asian woman and our first gay woman in this election. That is significant. Uh, Coupled with the fact that President Barack Obama carried Wisconsin, Baldwin's victory was a blow to the state's resurgent GOP. Even though the Senate has been under Democratic control since 1957, when communist hunter Joe McCarthy died in office. (laughs) Uh, This is from the Atlantic magazine, who doesn't deal it as raw as you might because they are the Atlantic. Uh, Candidates who sparked controversy during the campaign season didn't fare so well in this election. The Atlantic delicately put it this morning. Todd Akin. His remark that he made. If it's a legitimate rape, the female body has ways to try to shut that whole thing down. The result? Last night he lost the Senate race to Claire McCaskill. Richard Mordock. I believe the life begins at conception. I'm going to paraphrase Richard Mordock's quote. We'll cut to the... Well, I won't paraphrase it, but I'll give you the good part. I came to realize life is a gift from God, that I think even life begins in that horrible situation of rape, that it is something that God intended to happen. The result? Joe Donnelly, the Democrat, beat Richard Mordock's ass in Indiana last night. Roger Riverd, I think we know who he was. Some girls rape easy Is Roger Rivard? He lost... John Coster running in Washington State. Incest is so rare. I mean, it's so rare. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you. Someone in the audience just went, wow. On the rape thing, I'm reading his quote but on the rape thing it's like how does putting more violence into a woman's body and taking the life of, his, of an innocent child that's a consequence of this crime how does that make it better <laughs> Democrat Susan Del Bean enjoyed a quote unexpectedly decisive win according to the <laughs> Seattle Times <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me with these guys rape uh, rape lost <laughs> Ra- Rape got fucked You know that whole Rape thing How fucking callous This is from the Los Angeles Times From David Horsey this morning He wrote a very good editorial Which I suggest you read I'm only going to read you the last sentence Republicans say they love America For their own sake and for the sake of the country They need to start showing a little love for the new USA The USA that just gave President Obama Four more years Um The country needs a fresh start. Obama needs to be magnanimous, magnanimous. He needs to be an igneous rock. But he deserves a new level of respect. No more unyielding opposition at every turn. No more credence given to paranoid slanders from right-wing loudmouths and Internet trolls. We have a lot of challenges to deal with, from renewing the struggling middle class to facing up to the looming perils of climate change, blah, blah, blah. We need both parties engaged in finding sane, smart solutions. I invite the Republicans who lost last night to engage in sane, smart solutions. Um, we don't have to listen to Rush Limbaugh call Sandra Fluke uh, a whore and shit like that. That's not dialogue dialogue has to be conducted on a higher level, which is what I'm trying to do tonight, even though I was shitting on Karl Rove and Sean <laughs> Washington and Colorado voters legalized recreational use of marijuana... This is going to be so complicated, you guys. This is not going to get solved right away. And I guarantee you the Justice Department has no truck with this at all. Uh, they would love to shut this shit down. Uh, as you know, medical marijuana or marijuana or cannabis, as we call it in Europe, uh, is not even legal in Amsterdam. However, the mayor of Amsterdam has allowed it to go on uh, through the rest of this year. So let's get over to Amsterdam and do a fucking podcast as soon as possible. Uh Washington, Colorado and Oregon were among six states with marijuana um, on their ballots a poorly written sentence but I think you get the idea let me just read it to you again so you get the humor of it Washington, Colorado and Oregon were among six states with marijuana on their ballots what the fuck is this? is that the dank? who brought the sherpa into the booth? Montana might pass it Massachusetts residents approved a measure to allow medical use Arkansas voters rejected such a proposal California was the first state to permit medical marijuana when voters approved it in 1996 federal prosecutors cracked down on the medical marijuana industry in California last year threatening landlords with jail if they didn't evict the shops they did more than that they closed shops all over the state of California Uh, U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, the one who said he wasn't going to prosecute and then did, released a letter a month before California voters considered a ballot measure. The Justice Department would vigorously enforce federal law, blah, blah, blah. Well, we hope that it all works out for them. New Hampshire. This is from the New Hampshire Eagle Tribune. The New Hampshire is the first state with a female majority in the Senate. New Hampshire women made history Tuesday. For the first time in U.S. history, they make up the majority of the state Senate. Three more women were propelled into the 24-member state senate. That's how it shows you how fucking small that state is. When you look at the numbers on the big map and John King puts his finger in your thing, uh, I don't know if you saw how many votes California has. We have 55 electoral votes. We have a bajillion people voting. And then you see Nebraska or North Dakota, and it's like 15,000 to 8,000. You're like, is that everybody? <laughs> I'm from San Carlos, California. When I grew up, there were 21,000 people. We had more voters than Nebraska has. Los Angeles, the entity of Los Angeles, the county of Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, has more voters than 40 of the states. We are, in fact, the 10th biggest state, Los Angeles. So when I have to hear about the vote's going to get decided in a county in Florida, blah, 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 <laughs> Get some people in. <laughs> uh, New Hampshire voters elected the state's former female ex-leaders, ex-governor Jeannie Shaheen, to the U.S. Senate, making her the state's first female U.S. senator. She will head to Washington besides Carol Shea Porter, who was re-elected Tuesday to her first congressional seat. Uh, with exception, blah, 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 New Hampshire has typically been in the top ten states with the most women in its legislature. The Kansas City Star says... Uh, two states say yes to gay marriage, two okay legal marijuana. Voters a continent apart. I love the writing. Jim Moen wrote this. On two divisive social issues, with Maine and Maryland becoming the first states to approve same-sex marriage by popular vote, while Washington State and Colorado, good for Maine and Maryland, a 32-state streak uh, dating back to 1998 in which gay marriage has been rebuffed by every state that held a vote on it. They will become the seventh and eighth states to allow same-sex couples to marry. Uh, For the first time Voters in Maine and Maryland Voted to allow loving couples To make a lifelong commitment Through marriage Forever taking away The right wing talking point That marriage equality Couldn't win on the ballot Said Chad Griffin Of the Human Rights Campaign And National Gay Rights Group I love how the Kansas City Star's First two paragraphs had to be Well it never happened before (laughs) But now it did The outcome in the four states could possibly influence the U.S. Supreme Court, which will soon be considering whether to take up cases challenging the law that denies federal recognition to same-sex marriage. Will it happen before Obama gets to appoint two new justices? No, it will not. I suspect it may be heard before then, but one never knows D1, as Fats Waller said. Colorado's Amendment 64 will allow adults over 21 to possess up to an ounce of marijuana. All right, that'll get me through the fucking weekend. Only an ounce? It's just Thursday It's just a morning You ain't rolled with me I'm like Toots and the Maytals Is it you? Oh yeah 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 I said pressure Oh pressure Though using the drug publicly Would still be banned I don't see if you allow everyone To carry an ounce of marijuana around And how you could publicly ban The use of marijuana Okay, Kittens McTavish. They have a show coming in after us here. Uh, Notable ballot measures. uh, So many things passed. Um, Do we? Are there people in the whack? You guys want to do your show, right? I'll get out of here. (laughs) This is from Jezebel. Immigrants and Harvard professors get to know your trailblazing lady senators. The 113th U.S. Congress will have 20 women senators, the highest ever in the country's history. Now, I realize how many senators are there? 100 so that will be 20 out of 100 that will be 20% um, women make up over 50% of the population so I wouldn't start as Her- Harvey Keitel said in Pulp Fiction sucking each other's dick yet <laughs> However, having a lesbian in there, having an Asian in there, having New Hampshire go wildly women uh, is a very positive sign in this election, and that's what makes my heart soar like a fucking Swift over the Palais Jumai Fez. <laughs> Tammy Baldwin Tammy Baldwin's victory is a double whammy Of groundbreaking delight She's the first female senator from Wisconsin But also the first openly gay senator in the country That's huge Exclamation point Baldwin voted against the invasion of Iraq Introduced paying a fair share act to the house The buffet rule And has fought tirelessly Not only to defend but promote women's rights She's a hero That's Jezebel. I agree. Maisie Hirona from Hawaii. We've talked about her. Feisty and focused, as they say. Elizabeth Warren. Now, you know about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, We'll see if Elizabeth Warren runs for higher office than Senate. Won't we? Deb is a Republican. She won the, uh, a Senate seat in New Hampshire. She's also anti-choice. She gets her bills through. She's respected. She won't say dumb things, <laughs> <laughs> says Bud Pettigrew, the chair of the Democratic County in Nebraska. Heidi Heitkamp, who ran in North Dakota. Um, Jezebel's calling all the senators who mentioned rape team rape. Her opponent was a Republican named Rick Berg, who called her repeatedly on the radio, Heidi Ho, <laughs> keeping the discourse upstairs. Uh, I'm confident I'm going to be the next senator. She's the first North Dakota woman to represent the state in either the House or the Senate. How about that, North Dakota? And you saw how red North Dakota was. They elected a woman senator last night. Good for her. Claire Miss Caskill uh, beat Todd Legitimate Rape Aiken last night. Maria Cantwell in Washington. Dianne Feinstein for her fourth full bloody term as senator. Uh, Kristen, Kirsten Gildebrand from New York. Uh, she replaced Hillary Clinton. This will be her first full term. She came in after Hilly uh, uh, came out um, years ago. Um, she supported the DREAM Act. She combated illegal gun trafficking. She fought to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. We, should, we would not be debating contraception if the House and Senate were more evenly proportioned. Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, she said, Ms. DeOldebrand. We'd be debating the economy, small businesses, jobs, national security, everything but... Uh, This was the rapiest, abortionist, most election that ever had to happen, and it had to happen. You can see why now. All these women getting into the Senate and the Congress are why this had to happen. And listening to, (coughs) excuse me, Mr. Ryan and Mr. Romney um, lie and be duplicitous, listening to team rape, as we've had to for the last 18 months. Uh, Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota, the first uh, elected female senator. How many states now? We've gone through four, is it? Wisconsin, uh, uh, North Dakota, Minnesota. Um, Debbie Stabenow from Michigan. She won a third term. Uh, Republican senators, blah, blah, blah. Five, uh, five Republican females lost. Um, the next Congress will have four female Republicans and 16 female Democrats. Women still make up 17% of the House and the Senate. In 1991, there were just two women in the Senate. After the election of '92, it was dubbed the Year of the Woman. (laughs) Isn't it great that we're 20 years down the line and it's a little more the Year of the Woman? Uh, We're going to go right to this letter that I received from Matt Borick, who wrote me at fanmailforgreg at gmail.com. Matt Borick says, When listening to a recent podcast, when you began to read, I think it was the Gettysburg Address and Mike Tyson's accent. (laughs) It hit me that the concept had incredible potential. Why not expand your Proopcast Empire by making this a separate offering? Greg Proops reads great historic speeches as other people. What better way to introduce young people, and let's be honest, older people, to the great historical documents of our time than to hear Jeremy Irons read Common Sense or Mike Tyson reading the preamble to the Constitution? It wouldn't take too much arm-twisting to have Mr. Stiles do one as Carol Channing. That was Ryan Styles. Enjoy your election day. Thank you for continuing to fight the good fight. Here is Jeremy Irons reading Thomas Paine's Common Sense. (laughs) December 23rd, 1776. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and a woman.
1: <laughs>
0: Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Here is Mike Tyson reading the preamble to the Constitution. <laughs> I don't do requests, but tonight I am. We the people <laughs> of the United States, in order to form a more pathetic establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. This has been... The smartest man in the world, Proofcast. Enjoy your brave new world. Join me on the interweb. I love you beyond all measure. My name's been Greg Proops. I bid you feisty adieu, and may every page that you turn be a satchel page. Good night.